Welcome to The Connection. A podcast to connect you to the parish of Yates and Froomside Benefice. My name is Howell. And I'm Justin. We are your hosts sharing with you the connection between faith and everyday living. Welcome to season two of The Connection. So last time on The Connection we talked about Wally and this time we're delving into the world of Booty and the Beast, my favourite princess. So we've gone from futuristic space travel and uh, a keenness to recycle to to old-fashioned Disney. Yeah, well, it's not that, that old-fashioned, I suppose, no. but it's, it's, there's no bloke opening the book at the beginning. like the other no. ones. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's... And what we're doing in this season is we're looking at ordinary films, uh, like especially Disney films, and looking how they have a Christian undercurrent and Christian meaning behind them and a biblical meaning. So Beauty and the Beast, we all know the story, and we'll be talking about the real Beauty and the Beast this time, which is the 1992 one, okay, not the new one. Okay. Because Hermione Granger can't sing. I'm very sorry. It's <laughs> just like, she deeply disappointed. Just stay with Harry Potter. Yeah, she should, yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry about that. So Beauty and the Beast, we've got a beast and a beauty. Two yeah. stories, isn't it? And, and how they, they collide uh, in extreme circumstances. Um, and I guess, like with Disney, there's always little mini stories. But of course, a lot of it is about learning and understanding the life of the character. Yeah, and I think it begins really with the idea that beauty isn't sort of is more than skin deep. So yep. the prince at the beginning, who becomes the beast, because he's so outwardly beautiful, yep. but ugly inside, yep. his outward form uh, reflects his inward form. So he becomes a beast because that's a representation of actually who he is. Yes, he is the beast. You know. And we have this image that beauty is, of course, someone that lives in a, in, a, in a local town. She's academic. She enjoys reading. She's got her head screwed on. She, she, she lives her life uh, to, to, to be happy. I mean, yeah. yeah. And, and then in the town, we have Gaston, yeah. who uh, wants, to, wants to, to marry the most beautiful girl in town, yeah. which he is knows Belle. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's almost sung the song then, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> But he wants to marry her because not because he loves her, yeah. but because she's some kind of prize to be won. Because yes. she's the most beautiful woman, and he's the most beautiful man. Yes. So in a sense, Gaston is ugly inside as well, okay. isn't he? Okay, he is. Yeah, and 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 he knows he's beautiful, and he's one of those charmers. He's a man's man. You know, he, he's he's a kind of guy that. You know, there's lots of music as it is in Disney, but you know, he he has a big following. People worship him. People follow him. They they know who he is, and of course, we get to learn his character. He will do absolutely everything and and absolutely anything to win the love of of beauty. Yeah, because he wants he wants the prize. Yeah, that's the thing. He's very ambitious, and what this story tells us about really is to say that two real major themes within it I think is the first thing is that evil isn't obviously ugly okay and there's something that uh, runs right the way through scripture uh, the idea of the devil being Lucifer who is the angel of light so in in the bible a lot of the time 
evil characters and, and evil is something which is quite instinctively appealing. Okay. It's not repellent on the surface. Okay. And I think that's what we see with, with Beauty and the Beast is um, it's quite difficult at the very beginning or like with Gaston to see the ugliness within yeah. because outwardly they appear yes. to be so beautiful. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, and so Belle finds herself uh, in the Beast's house, doesn't she? And, and, and that's kind of where the story starts to pick up her because she, her character, her emotion is so inquisitive, I think, you know, and, and, and wants to learn more about the Beast, they start to connect. Yeah, and I think what, what happens really is because she, uh, her father's captured and she goes to the, the, the Beast's castle mm. to try and get him released and she wants to learn more about the castle, is that the interesting thing there is is that the Beast captures her just out of spite. Yes. But gradually, as the story progresses, the Beast begins to, um, to love her and she begins to see beyond his outward appearance to who he really is becoming, not who he is. Yes. But that love softens in him inside and he becomes a different person to who he was when he was a beautiful man. I think one of my most favourite all-time characters in Disney is in this film, and that's the candlestick. Oh, uh, and Lumiere! Yeah. <laughs> and of course, that's another component of the film, isn't there? That actually, as the prince, he clearly had lots of servants and butlers, and, and, and I think that plays nicely into the film too as well, where actually there are some great characters that are all also cursed into be objects of the house. Yeah, and that's the thing, is that that's the other weird thing that the, the story touches on, and this is a big theme in the Bible, is that our environment uh, and our homes, are who we are, our appearance, is a reflection of our insides. Yes. So what happens is, is as, the, as they change, they don't just change inside, they change outside, so the two are linked. So that uh, they're all cursed. So we have Mrs. Potts, isn't it? Yeah. Who's the who's the teacup you know, or the teapot, isn't yeah, it? Who's yeah. also murder she wrote. Who, yeah, yeah, the chip, the, the thing in it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know, Mrs. Potts, the murder she wrote woman. Yes. Uh, there she is. <laughs> <laughs> but we have all that. So yeah. the the idea being, and we see this in uh, in scripture as well, like in the story of Samson. Now, in the story of Samson, Samson's this big, strong guy yeah. uh, with the long hair. And he's seduced by Delilah. And she uses her outward looks in order to conceal her true intentions, which is to basically to kill him. Yes. And then he chops his hair off and he ends up in the temple and he ends up, he ends up dead. And all the way through the Bible, we have other people, male and female, who use this outward appearance of looks in order to uh, exert their power yeah, over okay. others, okay. just in the same way, really. Yeah. You know. So the story continues, where the captor, Belle, uh, the beast, I mean, the father gets released eventually, that's, yeah, that's the whole, whole idea of the bargain, um, and returns back to the village where Gaston has this overriding, arching element to come and kill the beast. 
That's it, because he wants to be the hero. He does want to be the hero, and of course, that, that's important to him. But all along, Bell and the Beast are forming a relationship. Uh, and I think that becomes really apparent. I mean, there's a beautiful dance scene, you know, where they spend time together. And, and that softening really becomes really apparent there. Um, but of course, we get to learn about the rose, that the petals are falling as the time is falling, where the curse can only be broken by the fact that the Beast had to fall in love. But of course, it was a an awful curse because of course no one ever is going to love the beast. Who can love? Who can love? love a beast? Yes. And I think that's the key point here with it as well is that um, Gaston is trying to force Bell yes. to love him. Yes, the force love. Yeah. yeah. And the beast in the, at the beginning is trying to force love onto Bell as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but it's only love is something that has to be freely given yes. and freely received. Yes. And that's the centre, really, of the, the Christian gospel, is that this love is this great risk that we take. Yes. Because the beast, what holds him back and why he doesn't, the curse isn't broken earlier on in the film is that he believes that because he is ugly, yes. that nobody could ever love him and he can't open himself up to receive the love of another person because he's frightened of getting hurt. Yes. Yeah, and I think we can all relate to that, can't we, in our, in our lifetimes or even if it's resonating to you now. It, 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 is, it, it, it has a place in people's lives. And I guess as Christians we know that whatever we do, whatever we either right or wrong, Jesus always will love us. And God would love us. You know, we, we know that the love is there. Uh, and, and and sometimes it's being aware of that love and letting that love in that can sometimes be difficult. Yeah, and I think we see that time and again in biblical stories, like in the uh, especially in the Gospels, where the disciples want to control uh, Jesus. They don't want him to go to the cross. Yeah. They want him to stay with them. They want him to to love just them and not love everybody. That's yes. the other thing where with the Pharisees, they want God to love them, but to hate other people. They yeah. don't want to share their love. Yeah. And as well, most especially with Jesus in particular, is the love that he shows for us costs him very, very intimately. Mm. And that's the essence of it is that to love makes us vulnerable. And that's what Jesus shows us on the cross, is that ultimate vulnerability. Yes. And that risk that God takes uh, in coming to love us, uh, what we would do to him, uh, which is the opposite of Gaston. Yes, quite. And of course then the film continues to the kind of climax, doesn't it, where there's a, there's a fire, there's this fight scene, the beast gets injured to the degree that it was going to be a deathly injury uh, and terminal, and it is at one point felt that it all is lost, that, that the beast has been killed, Gaston is celebrating with the villagers, uh, beauty is absolutely distraught that she felt she has lost it all. And at that point then, is it, that's the point there where... Uh, the beast finally uh, accepts that Belle can love him. Yes. And they love each other together, yes. mutually. And that's what breaks the curse, really. 
and that's and the transformative, isn't it? Actually, is yeah. it? it? It literally transforms him externally. That's and it. And I think that's the beauty of it, isn't it? That the, the curse is broken. The rose is no longer a poignant element, and and, and because love is there, that uh, it, it transforms him. Yeah, and I think we we can see that though when occasionally you you meet people who, for whatever reason. Uh, the state that they're in, they seem to glow. They seem to radiate out joy, radiate mm. out beauty, radiate out love, and they are shining almost literally with love. And I think that's that bit at the end where uh, he is transformed and he begins to shine, and everything comes out, and the light comes in. I think that when we travel closely with God, and that love goes within us we can transform outwardly as well as inwardly and we become those shining, yeah. shiny people. But uh, just by being there, it's a bit like we were saying, uh, just going out in a few weeks now, but the other day I was at um, Ben Thompson's Leaving Do okay. uh, yeah. at uh, Froomside yeah. and it was such a wonderful service because the love that the the family of the church had for yep. Ben and Ben had for the family of the church, you could almost tangibly feel that that love in the building. Yes. And the people involved in the service and the people around us, there's almost that shining light that lights up the, the place around you. And sometimes you get that at Christmas and other times like that mm. where you you the world around you is in some way transformed in a way that's beyond our understanding, really. And I think listeners, and of course I think we all can relate to the fact that we, we, we get those shining moments at times within church, isn't it? And either be it at St. Mary's at your 1045 service or 630 praise, or uh, you go to one of our many other churches within the Yate Parish or within the Froom site. You, you, you sometimes leave some of these services feeling shining, don't you? You're inspired. I mean, if, if you as the, as, if you're leading how, and, and you've delivered a truly blinder, amazing <laughs> sermon. too much. Well, you know, I mean, but, but God speaks through you, isn't it? I yeah. mean, when you sit and yeah. do your prep and you, you look at verse and, and put something together, that actually sometimes they do resonate with one or two or in fact the entire congregation and they all, they all leave with this mission to continue to spread the word. Yeah, it's that, that, that transformation of the place and of the people, really, mm. which is, is what we see the power of love in Beauty and the Beast, is to transform people and places. And, you know, that, that's really what being a, a priest is all about, really, is, is about being the midwife of that transformation. It's God that is born. Yes. But... Uh, Priests are the midwives of the spirit. Mm. So another person saying, "Come on, push or whatever." I can't remember. <laughs> you know, don't squeeze his hand too much. Uh, that sort of thing. So that that that's really what we're about. I think finally with uh, with this is that with Beauty and the Beast and these other Disney stories, it's something within us that we're almost created to resonate with these stories because we all instinctively understand what love is and what beauty is. Yes. And it's oh, the story just gives a language for us to speak about something we already know in our hearts, mm. really. Yeah. And I think that's what Christianity 
essentially is, is a way in which we can give voice to and begin to understand something that we actually all already know deep within. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we, 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 we reference that a lot, don't we, in, in on a Sunday service or, mm. or even just being together in church, that we are we are a family. And even though we all come from many different walks of life, we kind of leave all of that at the door to a degree. And when we come into church or in a place of worship or even just in a coffee shop, mm. when you're meeting with your local home group or your, your mission community, is that there is that, that connection and we all feel the love of each other. I mean, you know, and that which to a degree allows us to to share that. And, and if you're listening to this as part of your kind of continuing study as part of the Alpha Group, you, you you're probably already feeling that already with your group that you, we know what love is and we we're sharing something together. Yeah. What's the song in in Beauty and the Beast? There must be something there that wasn't there before. Yeah. Well, that's it. And I think it's that yeah. that sort of uh, that. Start singing it now. It's very soppy, you know. But uh, yeah, there's that sense of which that transformation is always possible. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. And don't forget, you can get in contact with us on Facebook and on Twitter. And we'll also find us on Instagram. Oh, yes, Instagram, yes. And on our website, which is yateparish.org. Don't forget, this is an interactive show, so we really value your comments. So put your comments on SoundCloud or any other platform that you're listening to, and we'll get back to you. <laughs>